Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight, think back a couple of weeks and David Duddle's in the studio expressing his concerns regarding the future of junior rugby in our schools. He's back and he's joined by Newark Rugby Club's director responsible for mini and youth rugby. That's how important we think this is. I'm Mick Bradley, he's Tony Smith and this is the renowned Radio Newark Sport. Well, I say we're joined as David looks out the window yet again for help. <laughs> um, Tuesday night's Youth Night to Golf, and we start with massive congratulations to the wonderful Amy Hunt, who has been voted British Athletics Club Young Athlete of the Year for 2019. Yeah, I think they've got that one spot on. With the rugby club. And Maddie Cross has played her first game for the University of Western England. They played Bristol University, and of course, she was on the winning side, but there again, she's used to that. And a great victory for the Rugby Club senior youth side in the National Under-18 Cup. 21 points to 17 against Derby. We do like a victory over Derby. To football and Farndon's poor start to the season in the Notch Youth League Under-18s continued. With a 4-2 home defeat to Mansfield Town. Their third reversal in four outings. And a rare defeat for RHP Sunday's Colts going down 6-4 at league leaders Cleethorpes and they were 2-1 up at half time what Mr Atwood's got to say about that one a top days racing for BMX Ace Finley Cranage at round 2 of the winter series our young star finished second first and third in the qualifying rounds and it put him through to the A final and for the first time ever he come over the line first in the expert class well done young Finn Joseph Monk once again starred for New York Athletic Club's youngsters in the mini-league with a third-place finish in the under-13 race. A full report coming from the Twins in about 20 minutes' time. And speed skater Freddie Polak made a solid return to action in Northern Italy at the weekend with an overall sixth-place finish, making him the top Brit. Moving up in the ace scale a little bit and David's got a smile on his face. The time that Jan Bailey did on Sunday in the Yorkshire 10 mile was the 14th fastest veteran 40 10 mile time in the whole of the UK this year. That man, back fit, back on form. Well done, Jan. And there's perfect timing for guests to arrive. Well, well one's been here a while, but the other one arrives. Uh, just before we go to the guests... Um, Remember last night um, we talked of Scotland's cricket's wonderful victory over Papua New Guinea. You know, absolutely the might of Papua New Guinea. Well, they now have lost by 24 runs to Namibia. Oh, you just never get used to Scotland. Um, Jason, um, Namibia's had a target of 159 (laughs) for six, of which um, Scotland managed 135 for eight. Tony, how bad can it be? I think you're underestimating Namibia and their cricketing, their cricketing powers. <laughs> yeah, righto. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just 
Rubbish is the word you're looking well, it's, for. It's, it's, I've, I've got a few other words, but it's not nine o'clock yet. No. But yeah, they are pretty uh, poor. Um, Champions, <laughs> Champions League tonight. Yeah. And a game that Tottenham, quite simply, have got to win. Yeah, it m- makes you wonder what's going off there. It really is tragic. I mean, they, they are, you know, just just not playing for each other, or most importantly, Pochettino. And it is uh, it is a bit worrying. Uh, there was a guy on uh, 606 on the phone in on Sunday night and said, today my football club died, which I think was a bit extreme, but they're certainly not uh, going to win anything this season if they don't get their acting gear. Red Star Belgrade is the team that they're playing. They're at home, so, you know, there, there cannot be any excuses, can they? Mm, it's, it's a very nice ground, but the team's rubbish. Man City are at home to Atalanta and there can't be any excuses as they don't win either and that they probably will by a cricket score, yeah. which is probably more than what Scotland cricket. <laughs> <laughs> probably win by a, a Namibia scoreline, yeah. Hard to say, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, Papua yeah. New Guinea's e- easier. <laughs> Um, good luck to Newark Town tonight. They're at Clay Cross in the second round of the Central Midlands League Cup. It's a match, actually, that throws the two leading teams in the North and South Central Midlands divisions together. All so right. neither of them would actually want this game. Mm. Um, so that's Newark Town tonight. And tomorrow night, um, flows over back in league action. They've actually got three <sighs> league matches all the way in seven mm. days. You mm. know we've said on this show time and time again, you know, they've got to test themselves away from home because they've had a clutch of home matches. Mm. They now travel three times in, in seven days. Starting tomorrow night with um, what is likely to be a tasty encounter <laughs> against um, their great friends at Selston. Yeah, yeah, that, that should be a lovely evening. I've got my floor serve stab vest. So uh, we'll see how it goes. After floor serve consecutive league defeats, though, Tony, in Selston's league position... Mm. It is in, it's as important for Flo Surf to get a resort tonight as it is for Tottenham. It's it's, it's very much a banana Tomorrow night, skin. I mean. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very much a banana skin for Flo Surf, but I would imagine that um, there'll be enough uh, in the game to keep them entertained. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got to, I've got to be very subtle about this, because uh, <laughs> we've got previous with Selston. I think it's time to move on. <laughs> I think you Quick might be on. right. <laughs> 500 plus youngsters every Sunday morning down at Ketham Road praying rugby NLD champions at numerous different age group levels the girls have been national champions have been to another national championship final um, on the face of it I can't see a problem I really can't um, but David Duddles was in the studio two or three weeks ago and was hinting to us that the whole junior system, particularly in the schools, needs looking at because Newark are very good at going out there and attracting young rugby players. But when you was young, those rugby players was made in the schools and then went on to Newark. Yeah, I mean, the it, it was straight... You know, Magnus to Callum Road, wasn't it? I mean, that, 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 that's what Newark has been based on for, for donkey's years. And unfortunately, rugby's now not getting played in the schools. Uh, the schools have got Ofsted to worry about rather than sport these days, very sadly. And, um, you know, the rugby club has been uh, not exactly left in the lurch because there's a lot of good people there doing a lot of hard work. But it's, uh, it's a damn sight tougher these days than when they just shouted down a corridor and a number eight turned up. <laughs> um, so the man that's ultimately responsible for all this is Alan Staines, who, if I get this right, is the director responsible for y- Mini and Youth Rugby at... That's correct. Correct. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, and Mr. Doddles has very kindly invited him along, so he doesn't get um, he doesn't get shot himself or anything. He might he might say they can go down they can go down together, so to speak. Alan, welcome first time I think to uh, yeah, yeah. to Radio Newark Sport. Um, as befits a director, you're in your best sort of suit, shirt and tie, and new at Rugby Club, that, Dublin no. Tour 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't take this off. <laughs> <laughs> Good tour, was it? It was a very good time, yeah. yeah we'll yeah. leave it at that. What age group, what age group was that? Uh, Under-13s last right. year. So I, I, I'm the head coach for the under-14s as well as doing uh, managing the mini and youth section. David told us that he thought there was a problem there. And whereas there seems to be an awful lot of work going in at the moment to get in the football side of the schools where they want it, rugby side of it does to be honest, is missing out because uh, I drive around Newark and I don't see many rugby pitches in, at, at schools. Uh, well, you wouldn't really expect it at, at primary school level, um, but you don't you don't need a rugby pitch, just need some grass to play on at, at primary school level. Uh, at secondary school, as you said, I came through that system through Magnus um, and, and into Newark um, for a period of time, um, you know, Magnus had other things to focus on, um, and sport wasn't one of them. But you know, we're really pleased to say, as part of the RFU program, which started last year, which, which Duds um, worked with the RFU to support them within the curriculum. So they are playing rugby at Magnus and Newark Academy now, uh, which they haven't been doing for a number of years. Right. Um, and last year we held two festivals local competitions at Callum Road uh, based around the, the, the activities we've done um, the world, uh, we had a World Cup day um, a couple of weeks ago down at the, the Rugby Club uh, where um, Magnus um, Toot Hill, Tuxford uh, Newark Academy and Sir William Robinson they, put, they all put teams in um, and 150 year um, sevens and eights came down to the rugby club watched the Wales v Fiji game uh, had, we, we, served, we gave them some food and, uh, and then they played a big competition so that was a great success we're trying to really promote um, playing rugby um, as an alternative to, to playing football within the schools uh, and to support the, the teaching staff to be able to deliver good quality rugby coaching um, and ultimately, we want to develop a pathway from the the secondary schools into the club. Um, and as the board of directors, we reviewed what we were doing and the work we we're doing with the RFU. Um, recently, we've we're now supporting Southers. So myself and another coach have been going in and doing some uh, extra rugby coaching within Southers uh, at Bingham and in preparation for, they, for when they come back to Newark. Uh, to Fernwood once the new school opens. Uh, we're also supporting Toot Hill while we're there, so we've been doing some some coaching with them. But the area where we, uh, we're really starting to put some emphasis behind is supporting and delivering after-school uh, clubs within primary schools. It's an area which we want to really focus on. We've got a fantastic coach in Richard Byron, um, who I'm sure both of you, you know well, um, so he, he's been uh, over the last four or five weeks so really it's our first stab at supporting 
primary schools in the local area in delivering after school rugby coaching um so he's in three schools at the moment um for this cohort one which is winthorpe uh john hunt and bishop alexander and that's predominantly um years five and six there's a few year fours uh cohort two which so that will run until um mid-november obviously when the light starts to we lose the light um won't be able to do any after school coaching uh, without floodlights so that cohort runs through till then we'll have a little festival at kellam road get all the kids that have been involved in in the training down down at kellam road for uh, an inter um school competition um and then cohort two we'll be looking to kick off and we sent a letter out to all of the uh, local schools so probably about 15 primary schools um which we've identified we sent a letter out to them it was two weeks ago saying we're looking at starting more of a year three and four program um which will be after the next half term so back end of february beginning of march once the weather improves a little bit um and we'll be doing the same probably a six-week program um and hopefully we can get more than three schools involved um and that will then feed into next years once they go up they'll go up to the the five and six program which would be cohort three which would be next year can you cater for all these extra kids david um yes we're in the process of buying most of the land around kellum road at the moment <laughs> <laughs> joke joke no no no, no, no. <laughs> look we don't expect all these guys to come and join us and, I girls. Think, and girls sorry oops um, now you will be in trouble <laughs> <laughs> we don't expect all these young people to join us however i think what we feel more important is that they get an opportunity to actually try the game it's not happening at the moment they don't get an opportunity um or you know all the schools are under lots of pressures tony mentioned earlier under various other things um but by doing this we're exposing them to rugby a lot of these these uh, these children will eventually go on to become rugby club members but they will end up probably going out of the area to senior school um yeah the bottom line here is that we want to try and get the the new at schools at, at senior schools at least to be starting playing rugby when they first come at 11 year old i think you've got the time to this absolutely spot on because the new at schools are, are now on the on the up aren't absolutely. they both, both magnus and the the grove because that's what yeah. it is on this show and, <laughs> and, and the grove um is it the thomas magnus as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it's> the, um, <laughs> the uptake from barnby road yeah to the grove this year was the best it's been in probably 10 years mm. yeah. yeah um so the children are going so it, it, it's a great time to get involved yeah we planned it that way <laughs> <laughs> you don't miss a trick mr dollars do you um what i want to know though be before i ask um because we're, we're going off for an athletics phone call in a couple of minutes and then when i come back from that i want to know the support that you're getting or grassroots or junior rugby is getting from the rfu because we criticize the fa on a almost daily basis on this show <laughs> um and to me the rfu get seem to get a fair amount right but um mr doddles is i'm gonna let mr doddles loose um round about 7 30 so folks, tuning back in for um <laughs> definitely don't 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 miss it and i also want to look back at, at some of the 
the star names um, that's come out. Yeah, because in football, it is almost impossible to break through. One in hundreds of thousands may, may just yeah. break through. Yeah. But it's, it's very close to impossible. Yeah. In rugby, you can reel off a list of names of youngsters that are now playing the game and earning money or just that one step away because they're only 17, 18. Jess Weaver is with Loughborough Lightnings. She's on the bench of the first team. She's one step away from breaking in to the Premier Division. And Jess Weaver, four years ago, was picking up an under-15 trophy Mm -hmm. for Newark Rugby Club, a national trophy. So, you know, and she's not a one-off. And I want to talk about some of them as well. Okay. So um, we'll do that. We're going to try and catch up with Lauren, who is um, one half of the twins. The other half tells me that she's busy working. So uh, we'll try and catch Lauren, because it's been a busy weekend for Newark Athletic Club. So uh, let's try and find out what they've been up to. Tilly's working. Lauren's being designated to talk about the weekend for Newark Athletic Club. Lauren, good evening. Hiya, how are you? I'm good, thanks to you. Thank you. Good. Um, I'm going to leave it all to you because it was a fairly busy weekend. Yeah, so um, first we had um, Jan Bailey, who ran in the York 10-miler, running a personal best of 55.48, and he was seventh runner back. Um, and then in the same race, we also had Dave Robinson, but he um, ran the marathon, and he ran it in sub-three hours with two hours 59. So well done to both of those. Um, we also had Damien, who did his first outing for Newark AC, at the Isle of Home Half Marathon. He was also seventh runner back in a time of 79 minutes, so well done to him. And that was also a new V35 club record. Um, and then we also had the mini league cross country at the Mansfield this afternoon. So um, as it was half term, they did have lower numbers than normal, but they had great run. They have um, an under 11 girl, Georgia, who finished in seventh place. Cameron Shivas in the under 11 boys finished in 23rd. Edwin, Edward McIntyre um, ran as a guest, so it's great to have lots of guest runners as well running who are too young to compete in the older age groups. Um, we had under-13 girls, Anna Clark came 12th, Harriet Monaghan 15th, and then Joseph Monk finished in third place, followed by Riley Pickering 14th. So well done to all of those. Um, so it was a great turnout by everybody. It, uh, I always like I always like the the mini league because it's great to, it's great to see them out there running. Of course, it's not that long ago since you two was uh, running no. in the mini league as well. But uh, those days have sadly gone now as you're getting old. Yeah, I know. Yeah, too old for that now. <laughs> um, when are you out and, and about next? Um, we've got the national cross country relays at Berry Hill on the second of November. Okay, a week on not this weekend, but the weekend after on Saturday. And that's always um, and that's always a good day out, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's a really good day out. Yeah, it's good for the teams. And uh, sports village tonight for a bit of training. Yeah, yeah. There's not many people here tonight, though. I think the half term scared of you know people have gone away, but it's nice weather and it's quite warm, so it's not too bad. That's it. You enjoy, it. Lauren. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Lauren Owens there um, with a roundup of the athletic sport and just a quick one. Yes. Tony, if you notice there, three names that she mentioned are what we would deem as Newark Strider's names, Jan Bailey particularly. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it's lovely to see the clubs working together, isn't it? Because he still is a Newark Strider, but he's also now 
new KC. Yeah, it's, 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 it's always a good thing when clubs work together because when they go their own separate ways, it's harder to, to get on and be successful. But I love the way the Striders have gone from basically what was a sociable club to now, you know, a very serious You're running club. Pretty much working in unison with yeah the athletic club who's got the coaches yeah um, to move the Striders runners on to the next level. But, I mean, th th that's the way it should be. I mean, it's not like RHP versus New Inn, is it? I mean, it's, it's basically all these people are, are, are working for a common cause, so they, they should all be uh, getting on with with each other. Didn't RHP and New Inn always work for a common cause? Yeah, they did, but mostly it was a bloodbath. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mick Bradley. The voice you've just been hearing is Tony Smith, and you're listening to the Unique Radio Note Sport, live on FM and DAB with our friends at Smith's Timber. And don't forget, if you missed any of the shows... Do what Tony does on a regular basis. Go to the Radio Newark website, look under the podcast section, find Radio Newark Sport and listen away at the last count. You've got 452 of them to yep. listen to, including one from Richard Byram, who we mentioned earlier on. And that was a mm. absolute cracking night, wasn't it? That was a cracking night, but the other, the other podcast was Insomniac's Delight. <laughs> <laughs> OK, um, I did say before we um, talked to Lauren that um, what we needed to know now is... Do, how the RFU supports grassroots rugby and junior rugby because I've seen probably two sides of this really up at Whitley Bay with the grandchildren the RFU have just put in a wonderful all singing all dancing plastic plastic pitch with a, a you know a lovely fence round it and surround and everything looks absolutely wonderful I'm not sure Whitley Bay Rugby Club think it's life is perfect because they're not their own bosses anymore but anyway hey ho they they have now gone from a mud bath to something they can play rugby on and so but it does tell me the rfu are are spending money at grassroots that does but then i look at newark oh we're on a floodplain so that immediately puts across against that and anything that newark do they have to get off their own and do it themselves <laughs> because there doesn't seem to be the support there um that's just me thinking out loud. The man that knows is David Duddles. <laughs> oh, well, I wish I did. Um, <laughs> so where do you want to start? Um, what, shall we say, what do they do at the moment for grassroots rugby? Okay, so uh, there's obviously been massive cutbacks in the finance of the RFU, um, which have resulted in a lot of things being pulled over the last two or three years in particular. You know, the expensive building of the new stand at Twickenham, uh, completely, uh, um, I, I, well, I'll add a personal opinion answer. You are. Yeah, it's completely mismanaged and cost an absolute fortune. Um, uh, the, other, the other issues that they've had um, have resulted in the, the grassroots money being, being pulled. Uh, redundancies across the board. You know, we used to have... Locally, at one point we had a, de a really a designated RFU grassroots uh, coach that was always on the hand at Newark. That disappeared years ago. They then split it down um, to a guy that would be uh, shared around the Nottinghamshire. Now that's been cut back. There was one for Nottinghamshire, one for Lincolnshire, and one for Derbyshire. Remember, we're in the Notts, Links, and Derbyshire constituent body, so that, that's the the area in which we work. The last round of redundancies reduced that to two rugby development officers to cover in three counties. 
and take into the, the, the area that you're working with, with Knotts, Links and Derbyshire, you know, second only to probably, oh, I don't like to say it, Yorkshire. Um, <coughs> it sticks in me craw a little bit, that word. Um, I so, like David Doddle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so these guys now, and with all due respect to them, because I know the guys and they're really good fellows, they have become, a, a, to a certain degree, box tickers. They've got certain targets to reach, they tick it, and they move on. Everything now is directed for the clubs and the volunteers to do, and they will come round and offer some guidance or assistance and put on a training course that costs you 100 quid every time you go on it. Yeah, there is a very, very little funding uh, and support that now goes on at grassroots rugby. Um, it has changed dramatically. That's why what Alan's been talking about is being funded by Newark Rugby Club, not the RFU. This primary school projects are being funded by by us as a club ourselves to get rugby into the schools um, because we cannot get it from the uh, from the RFU. Uh, yeah, rugby at the moment is we're in the middle of a World Cup, obviously, but it's been, it's been so high profile now. It's been on a high for yeah. for a, you know a number of years, hasn't yeah. it? And it's, yeah. it's, it's been attracting. And um, let me just go off on a tangent a little, mm. little bit. If the Premiership go to their little closed shop which they're trying yeah, yeah. to do is there a danger that rugby is going to completely break away from grassroots and you're going to be left to your own devices well we're just coming to an end of an agreement where the rfu funded the premiership rugby uh and that's where a lot of the money went by the way you'll be talking what's happening in the last two or three years there was a massive funding for premiership clubs and that ended up coming out eventually, although it was promised it was never going to, out of, uh, out of grassroots. Um, if we compare the, the RFU to the FA, for instance, the FA, in my opinion now, have become just overseers of the game. Uh, and again, we don't see an awful lot more from them. I, I, I've got a fear that the RFU is going to be the same, that it's just going to be a, the lawmakers of the game and oversee it. I don't see that they're going to actually get into to grips with supporting physically and financially grassroots. I mean, certainly in football, the tail wags the dog, doesn't it? If, if the tail is the Premier League, yeah. it, it's wagging it's wagging the dog. Yeah, all all all, all, all the way through. Alan, I know he has forthright views. Is is always had forthright <laughs> views. Um, does this? And he's normally right, to be honest. Does this... Yes. Yes, there you go. <laughs> that's, t that's two board members. Um, <laughs> no, it's a fantastic club, and there's, there's, it's got such a a wonderful management stroke coach base mm -hmm. that it won't cause a problem to Newark. Mm. I, I, I look at Whitley Bay, which is on a greatest respect on a different level to Newark yeah. I can see rugby clubs not surviving I think you have to differentiate between senior and, and mini and youth sections because they are very different parts of the same club but run in different ways um, and you know you tend to find if you have a, a good mini section which is feeding through into the youth section which then feeds through into the the seniors then 
you've got that stream of players coming through. Um, I think, yeah, where there's a field and a rugby ball, if you've got enough players, then they'll want to play rugby. Um, with mini and youth, the key is around safety, so ensuring that the kids are learning in an environment which is safe. Um, you know, whether that's from injury through it's a contact sport, or whether it's through safeguarding. So, you do need an infrastructure in place to to ensure that you've got that that play, you know that level playing field. Do, do you believe that the RFU or the rulemakers? I've got it right with junior rugby, and I do actually believe it. I've seen my two come come through it. If they played football, they'd be pretty much playing to win since sort of about seven, although I realise it's changed a bit now, but they'd be playing to win, come what may, and if it means booting the ball 20 yards. But when it comes to rugby, I, I asked young Tom and Finn what the result was, and they haven't got a clue what the result was. Because it doesn't... It doesn't matter what the result was and i see referees stopping games for either side and saying look let's just go back because this is our we should be doing it lads just or, and things like that and that is where i think rugby has got so much to tell football and football should be looking at rugby i think you're absolutely right however it's all about the people that deliver it on the ground now at newark we've got alan and his team that do it in the correct manner that doesn't mean that every rugby club mm. has exactly the same ethos. Yeah, I think it's definitely led by the coaches um, and, you know, it's focus on kids enjoying playing rugby and, you know, if they enjoy it, they'll come back next week. And, you know, we play through the winter, so sometimes the, the actual environment, the weather, uh, isn't the best for enjoyment, but you've got to ensure that they are enjoying and you've got a balance between them learning and training and being a competitive fixture um, but the behavior is that not having winners up to you know under 14s is the first point where you actually have some sort of competitive uh, resu- results driven um, competition. competition yeah um, you know that that just takes all of that noise away from stopping kids enjoying being on a rugby field on a Sunday morning. And are you are you with that? 100%. 100%. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I mean, I think so, because, you know, uh, Tony comes from that county that we don't talk about, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's all about being competitive, but you've got an awful long time to be competitive from 14 to when you retire. <laughs> an awful long time. You may as well learn the game. I mean, I'll go back to football. If you go over to... Holland and Belgium and places like that, they're not bothered about no. who wins when they're kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're bothered about your ability to trap a ball and kick it. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah absolutely right. It's about focusing on the core skills. You know, rugby is it's quite a complex sport. But back to what you said, David, and this is probably the crux of the whole thing. New York Rugby Club is very lucky. Yep. Other clubs are not so lucky. So they're going to need the help of RFU absolutely. coaches to yeah. come in there and make them better and this is where the problems may lie yeah if we look at the finances of it because you know at the bottom the bottom line is it is about finance it is about not having grassroots rugby guys out there from the rfu it is about not having enough rugby development officers it is about not having enough money uh for the facilities yeah we all know that you know our new clubhouse 
yeah, we, we had a 50% chop from the RFU on what was a, we were told, a guaranteed grant at the last minute. Um, yeah, the finances have affected things fairly heavily. And a lot of clubs, it's quite right as you put it there, uh, you know, are struggling. The problem, a lot of the problems occur at senior level when you start to chase success and you're driven by, uh, by, by particularly the paying the players and recruiting players. Two classic examples at the moment that have, that have happened. Two clubs that were on a, on a big rise and being, players were being paid, which they can be, um, some legally, um, they were, they were, they were ch- uh, chasing that was a club over in Leicester called South Leicester. Spoke about them last night to Rob. Yeah, and you talk about another one, Peterborough Lions. Yeah. Now, Peterborough Lions came from nowhere. There were an old steelworks side in, in Peterborough that a guy got involved and decided that he was going to run them through the whole lot to the top. They played at Peterborough United's football ground one year, thinking they could sell that out as a rugby club. They've gone all the way up. Um, and dare I say it, they weren't very um, amenable on the way. However, they are now bottom of uh, the Midlands Premier. Our friends down the road at Pavia's stuffed them by 98 points at the weekend. South Leicester lost by 240 points at the weekend. Um, and that is the recipe for disaster. Your, your chairman are. sat in here, didn't, did he not, Tony, a few months ago, and said, while I am chairman of this rugby club, we are not paying people to play rugby for Newark. We are going to have good seasons, we are going to have bad seasons. But that is where we are as long as I'm chairman. You two are both directors, I take it, uh, unlike the cabinet, it, it's... Um, <laughs> I, I take We're it uh, you're we all are, agreeing. We are all agreed. And, and actually yeah. the it local... is a slippery road if you go down yeah. it. Yeah, and the local schools programme, just, you know, that bears fruit of that. We are a local community rugby club. And we want kids and adults in the area to, to use the fantastic facilities that we have down at Kellam Road. So, the schools is is led by the rugby club. It, it, mm. it, it, you've got a wonderful ambassador in in, in Richard. Absolutely. Um, and how are the schools? Are they being amenable to it? Do they want it to happen? I think. This is new, you know, this is, it's a new initiative, so we've got to get the message out there, which, you know, thanks for letting us come on the show. Um, we, they are, all the teachers are really busy, so, you know, the, it's about getting the message through that we are, we are willing and want to help them um, offer an alternative sport within, within their school. Um, and I think and at the after-school club, is a really good way of, of delivering that. So you're enriching the, the kids' uh, exposure to different sports, but only the kids that want to be there will be there. Um, and, you know, they, they get a choice for six weeks, eight weeks, however long it is, uh, to enjoy rugby and be taught by an RFU-qualified coach. Um, and it doesn't cost the schools anything. So all they have to do is offer it out to their pupils, and as long as there are enough willing to come for that period of time then you know we'll deliver the program i think someone's had bombay road involved yet uh they they uh, came to the district um competition at kellam road i've spoken to them 
I'm pretty certain they'll be in cohort two. Good, Mr. Chamberlain. Now, now, if, if you want somebody who's competitive, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he never was, was he? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> no. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> never competitive, and of course, you know, yeah, you know, you, you can start start here at Barnby Road playing rugby, and you might end up the next Johnny Law, the next Jess Weaver, because they've all come through. New at Rugby Club, and I've just named two, but you you two could r- just reel them off. And I do think it's wonderful, David, that they still have an opportunity to start off at Little Old Newark, if you want to yeah. call it that, and go right to the top. Well, yeah, I, I say we're very lucky. Um, are we lucky? I think you make your own luck. I think it's hard work. It's hard, it's hard work. Um, I mean, people like Johnny and, and Joe Hayes in particular, you know, two guys that are, are, are paving the way now, playing for Tigers, and Joe's obviously played in the, the last under-20 World Cup. Um, Joe Hayes still comes down every Sunday morning to help coach our coats, our Colts. You know, I mean, he doesn't have to. Um, his, his brother plays there as well, which is, which is a connection. But Joe... Uh, is a fantastic ambassador for the sport, for his club, and for himself. He he comes and helps uh, the kids. You know, other well, kids. He's only a kid. <laughs> they get on so well with him and then respond to him so well. He's a you know he's a great guy. Johnny Johnny's obviously uh, um, uh, he's a feisty lad. He's our Johnny, um, but he's uh, he's making making headway in there as well. He's uh, uh, you know we've seen while the World Cup's been on that they've been playing a lot of the. Uh, the Premiership clubs have been playing uh, uh, the, the preamble to the Premiership, if you like, and he's been involved in that as well. So those those guys, and of course we've also got the, um, and I always can't pronounce the names. The Jordan Ryan two twins, Oliver, Oliver, Oliver. Olive, Olive, yeah, Olive, I know what you mean, yeah. but I'm not um, even going to attempt it. Uh, and similarly, they live in Newark still, um, although Ryan's just joined uh, Saints. Um, what a great day the other day! You know, we had. Uh, Tigers versus Saints, and all three of them were on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, fantastic for to say they've come through uh, our little club at Newark. Yeah, and you know you can, that's when you say to the youngsters, you know, yeah. this could happen. Alan, what? But they get they get to meet these guys. As well. Yeah, you exactly. Know, so it's not the, that they, unlike footballers, yeah, they are amenable. To, you know, yeah. they're not. You know, yeah. on the world talk. What what's your your take on on girls rugby? Because we're we're a great. You know, we followed this girls' team from when it when they had about four members on here because we take all the credit possible. <laughs> they, they, I've listened to a few. They, they came in here on 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 week one with four members, and by week two they'd got about eleven, and we're taking all the credit possible. And it was down to us two that they won the national championship. Yeah. Mark Dobb, nothing to do with us at all. Um, but um, how do you embrace the girls? section i mean to me now it's just part of the rugby club and it's not really the girl section it's just another section but is it difficult for some of, not you but some of the older people to sort of accept that girls play rugby no not at all i don't believe so i think um i think that sort of mentality is a thing of the past um, we, you know yeah. we yeah. just basically want kids whatever um you know whether the male or female to enjoy playing rugby so um, as it happens, my my daughter, who's literally just started this season, I've tried to get her down the rugby club for many many years, and she just didn't really fancy it. 
Um, this year, she's a bit more confident. She's just basically made the decision that she's going to give it a go. Um, and she's loving it, you know. So kids, whatever age, can join. And, and you know, the, the girls make everyone feel really welcome. Um, and, you know, I've been dragged in to deliver a bit of coaching. <laughs> and, uh, and my Sundays are extremely long. So last, last weekend, I was... My under-14s were away at uh, Sheffield, and then I went to Doncaster. Of course, that's what, yeah, all the girls are. Yeah, the girls are at Doncaster, so I, went to, I got home about five o'clock after uh, leaving at half uh, estate. <laughs> and David, they yeah. are just part of the They're part of the club, uh, Mick. These are, these are valued members of the rugby club, and there is no differential on anything. Uh, the, the difference is uh, that they, 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 they play on a, a Sunday afternoon, so, you know, the vast majority of membership in the Minion Youth play on a Sunday morning. Uh, they, they play on a, on a Sunday afternoon, so sometimes, you know, it's, it ships at passing the night. But, you know, they have uh, training facilities, they're there every Thursday night en masse, and on the next pitch to that is the first team training. Yeah, there is no difference. Mm-hmm. They are all members, and they all pay their dues, and they all get the same support, and... Um, and yeah, that's the point I'm really trying to get at, because anybody is listening to this, and, you know, mums, dads, whatever, and, you know, rugby is coming into the primary schools, it doesn't matter if it's your daughter. Not no. at all. If she wants to give it a go, give it a go, because they arrive there without a hair in place, they leave there and all the makeup's back on and they're out of hair in place, <laughs> but for the hour in between... What about the girls? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's just my <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's just the boys. For the hour in between, it's total warfare, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it, it, it's all out war. Um, and that, that's, you know, that, that's brilliant. And, it's yeah. a great release. It's yes. a great release. It, and, it, it, and, you know, all shapes and sizes. So it doesn't matter whether you're six foot two or, mm-hmm. or you know, your size. Five foot, then. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're going to Graham at the Nuts Driders before these two fall out with each other. Time for a Striders report, so that means it's Mr. Stato himself. Graham, good evening, sir. Good evening, dear. All yours. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's um, very exciting when we've got marathon news within the club, and uh, this week we've got news of two marathons. And we're going to start over in uh, the Netherlands with um, news of the Amsterdam Marathon. And Noel Henderson, he was uh, taking part in that. It's a big event over there, um, starting and finishing at the Olympic Stadium. And Noel, Noel finished the 26.2 miles in 3 hours, 43 minutes and 59 seconds. So a really wonderful time there. Now, I shouldn't really have any uh, favourite bits of news uh, in any given week, but I definitely have this week. And it's, uh, it's the news of uh, Donna Wright's uh, performance in the Yorkshire Marathon, which, as you might expect, is in Yorkshire. And it's, in fact, it's out in New York itself. And uh, Donna got a fantastic 20-minute personal best time of 4 hours, 31 minutes, and uh, 16 seconds, and uh, I was just as delighted as everybody else in the club when we saw news of that uh, amazing performance. And uh, it was very little of a thought for, uh, for Matt Patterson, who'd uh, trained very hard for, for that event, and uh, as, uh, as is sometimes the case with marathon training, you just get a little injury at the end, and Matt wasn't able to uh, participate in the, uh, in the whole race there. And also a bit of news of uh, somebody who's it's just left strides to move to Newark AC, but... Um, He's in strides until very recently, and he's also in that event. So David Robinson got a a great time there, just under three hours, two hours 59, so well done, David, there. And 
we're back over the uh, North Sea, uh, back to Amsterdam for news of a, a family trip to uh, uh, the Amsterdam Half Marathon. And we had two families over there, really, where the Jacksons and the Whites. And uh, in the Half Marathon, Mark Jackson got a new personal best time, so well done, Mark. One hour, 26 minutes and uh, 16 seconds. And he was followed in by Steve White, who was pretty close to his own PB. Not quite there, but a really fast time for Steve. One hour, 46 and 53 seconds. And again, next person, Jackie Jackson, very close to a PB. But uh, it's quite a crowded uh, race, as these sort of big city events sometimes are. Lots of twisting and turning, dodging around people a bit. It does take a towel a little bit on the time that you can achieve. So two hours, four minutes and 55 seconds. Great time for Jackie, just outside, just outside her PB. I think if it hadn't been for the crowds, she would have probably got a PB. Lisa White, have a good time. Two hours, 57 minutes and 43 seconds for Lisa. It was a family trip, and uh, um, Mark and uh, Jackie's daughter, Hannah, was running in the eight-kilometre race, which isn't a, a junior event. It is a, a proper eight-kilometre race that can, uh, accompanies the marathon and half marathon. And a fantastic time for Hannah, 36 minutes and 17 seconds and also well done to Melissa White who was in the junior event and got a, a really good time as well so back up to York for the York to 10 mile event and Philippa Clark 1 hour 15 minutes and 18 seconds so a really good time for um, 10 miles for Philippa there and a PB for Lisa Edwards 1 hour 30 minutes and 50, 53 seconds Lisa was absolutely delighted with her, her, her run up, up there at York Slight change from uh, road running over to trail running, in fact, uh, sort of peak running. So in the Peak District over at Calver, um, Emma Gilbert, she was in the uh, Peak District Autumn Series, 15.4-kilometre race, so sort of just under 10 miles. One hour, 35 minutes and 43 seconds, which was uh, good enough for a silver timing award on the day. And that's, that's a really good time considering the, uh, the nature of the terrain and 1,200 feet of uphills. And uh, by her own admission, Emma had a couple of uh, detours due to a few navigational errors and maybe did a little bit more than the actual uh, official race distance. So fantastic time there. Then on to uh, 10K news. And up at the West Burton Power Station, we had the Power Surge 10K. We had four New York Striders in that. Paul Craig, uh, Stephen Tomlinson, uh, Jason Priest and Chris Craig. Uh, Paul, 47 minutes. Stephen, 54 minutes. Jason... Uh, 59 minutes, and uh, Chris, 62 minutes for that 10k. And then up at Thorsby, uh, with a Thorsby 10k, two strides in that, Sarah Carter, 58 minutes and 50, and Jeff Riley, one hour, 10 minutes and 16 seconds. We also had a couple of people, Cascot and Stacey Atkins, who were running in the Clumber Trust 10k. So that's a, a participation event, really, so it's not timed as such. And uh, we always like to give a bit of park run news. So uh, uh, we had a Striders, you might expect, at Newark Park Run. But also we had a big Striders tour to Sherwood Pines. Uh, a lovely picture available this week on our, on our social media pages and I think it'll be on the Radio Newark page as well uh, of uh, a big group of Striders up at Sherwood Pines. Uh, great to put a day out up there to do the park run. And we also had uh, a couple of people running at Bestwood Village, which... It's a very, very hilly park run. There's two monster hills at the beginning of that, so well done to David Cross and those that did that one. So in terms of what's coming up, uh, well, the main event really the coming weekend is the Workshop Half Marathon. You know, we'll have a, uh, a massive turnout of striders at that. Very popular event. It always has a Halloween theme, 
and uh, you know, got a sort of very colourful uh, T-shirt to accompany the race. Nice uh, sort of Halloween-themed pumpkin medal. Um, yeah, so it's a really nice event that works up half a marathon, and I'll tell you all about it in a couple of weeks' time. And the um, Striders report will be going onto our web pages tomorrow evening. You swap places with your great friends at Not Fast for this week, um, mainly because of. Um, if anybody does the Apple update on the iPad and then try and put some stories on it, the best of luck to you. Okay. Um, we've had a go at the RFU all night tonight, so we'll start on with Apple now and uh, and updates. Yeah. Least said. Great, thank you so much, and as you quite rightly say, we'll see you in a fortnight. Bye now. Thanks, bye-bye. Talking of the RFU, <laughs> Mr Doodles. <laughs> yeah, I think just to, to finish the... the, the the, the, the saga of the finance at the RFU um, it's not just uh, the clubs that have suffered and the schools that have suffered you know, remember the, you know, the guys used to go into the schools that Alan's doing with his crew now uh, and deliver tag rugby and get them all playing rugby that, yeah, that's all gone but it's a cut right across the board so you know, our constituent body of Knox Links and Derbyshire has been based in Newark for, uh, a, you know, many, many years. Um, that office is now closed. Uh, staffing's been cut. So what was once a full-time administrator based in Newark is now somebody that's doing 16 hours working from home. You know, there is no base anymore uh, for e- for the people like the the development offices to meet and and organise. So Newt was a, you know, Newt was the centre of Knotts, Links and Derbyshire constituent body. Uh, you know that's gone, and all that's happened is that the people that are on that NLD group of of, of volunteers have got to do a lot more volunteering because the paid staff isn't there either. So they, they're going at the wrong end again, aren't, aren't they? It's, it's it, you know, this yeah. is the FA all over. It must, it must be the same. Yeah. They're reading the same book. You know, they're cutting the cutbacks are completely the wrong end. They're, yeah. they're cutting off what's feeding them. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that that it's that, just that unbelievable really where the where the things have affected everybody. So Let, let's finish on on a couple of high notes. One, um, you know, Newark Rugby Club are coming to a school near you. Um, they're in three schools at the moment. Um, they're badgering the rest of them, yeah. and um, I'm absolutely sure, in true Newark Rugby Club fashion, it won't be too long before they're they're in schools, um, primary schools, where you are. Um, the Grove and the Magnus are playing rugby again. That's another yeah. massive plus, isn't it? It, is it, it, it yeah. really is, and I'm sure Sleaford and Grantham will be delighted about that because it means <laughs> you can leave <laughs> Sleaford and Grantham pupils alone. <laughs> absolutely right. <laughs> um, and um, the senior youth beat Derby in the cup. Now that is a plus. They did very close game. Um, you normally do very well in that competition. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, the the RFU <laughs> 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 we, we have been excluded from that competition. Would you believe for the last three years um, because it was reformatted and, and we weren't invited. So the first That's time nice. we get first time we get invited again, you know we. We put up a great performance against a good, strong Derby side. Uh, and the majority of that Colt side are still the under-17 group that did very well last year. You know, they played on the main pitch on Sunday morning, put on a great performance, scored the try in the last play, 
um, you know, good crowd there, uh, and you know, hopefully we can uh, we can have a bit of a run, a bit of fun, uh, and everybody can enjoy themselves on a Sunday morning watching our Colts. Yeah, you know, it's great to watch the World Cup. That's going to finish in a couple of weeks' time. But rugby will go on. Get yourself down to Callum Road. You get some decent crowds down there. Some good crowds down there. Mm-hmm. Um, get yourself down to Callum Road because it's proper rugby, as I would call it. Like I like going and watching Flow Seven do it tanks. It's proper. Yeah. football um yeah. it, it's it, it, it's how it should be if you want to go down to Callum road and with young freddie or young doris or whatever can you just turn up on a sunday morning alan and say look my child wants to play rugby you can of course you can um so minis which go up to um school year seven I never know what that means. Yeah, now. so un- under twelves. Um, <laughs> so the first year of secondary school, they, they train on a Sunday and play on a Sunday morning. Um, it's always best just to contact the club in advance so you can find out which coach which is applicable to your age group. But if you do rock up, you'll be directed. Just ask anyone, and they'll tell you the way to go. Uh, we'll play on the back pitches. Um, every single mini age group has at least two pitches dedicated pitches some of the smaller because of the smaller game format uh, some of the younger age groups have more than two um, and then uh, the youth sides train in the week so under 14s should my age group they train on a Tuesday uh, under uh, 15s train on a on a Wednesday and under 16s also train on a Thursday, with the uh, with the Colts <laughs> and the girls and the girls exactly. and the girls, yeah. gents. We've run out of time. Thank you so much for coming. Always great to talk rugby because you know rugby club are one of the best grassroots rugby clubs in this country. And when it comes to the youth section, well, we know they're in the top six, don't we? Absolutely. In the country, it's as simple as that. And Tony and I had them at number one, and that's where we think they are. We're not here tomorrow night, as I keep telling you. So. Um, you have to wait till first tonight when it's a local football show. And um, we're not doing the birthdays, we're doing memories. We've all got lots of them because Tony and I are very old. See you on Thursday. Bye-bye. We're-